Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Hey, Scott. How you doing, Mark? Good. Good. I thought maybe we'd talk about authority today. How's that sound? Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had to talk about it on Sunday, and so I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like I've talked about it too much already, so <laughs> it um, never goes away, though, so you kind of got to keep talking about it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it really was an issue uh, in my life at Followers, and oh. um, probably still an issue that I need to keep working on. So it's uh, you you preached out of Matthew twenty one, mm-hmm. um, and I can just read it here, starting in verse twenty three. And when he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, "By what authority are you doing these things?" And who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them, I also will ask you one question. And if you tell me the answer, then I also will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, from where did it come? From heaven or from man? And they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man... We are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Don't you love that? That's such I a do. great that's such a great little interaction, I think. I do. And, and I love that Jesus just answers a question with a question and yeah. um, he kind of sees through, I think, what they're after. I mean they're after I think they're trying to trap him. Yeah. And he just sees right through it and asks them a question. It puts them in a trap, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I'd, I never really realized before that they actually interrupt his teaching you know, as he was teaching. So there's right. an interruption there. Yeah. He has just not that long ago gone into the temple and turned over the tables. I mean, he was, he was upsetting, th- and he was doing things that you had to have authority to do. And I, I, I love... That, like you said, that he asks a question, he answers by asking a question, and that kind of puts him, he lets them know by doing that that, that he's in the place of authority. And, and I think they thought they were coming into it a little bit. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I think they're a little off balance because yeah. they've seen him do things that require authority. Uh, it's a little bit like, you know, you could, you, in some respect, you can say, what is authority? It's, you'd know it when you see it. You, right. When you see a police officer direct traffic, you know yeah. it when you see it. Or you, or you see a uniform or you see a, uh, a big desk or whatever it is that signals right. authority. You, you know it when you see it. And they knew it when they saw it, that he was doing these things with some authority, yet yeah. it was their space. It was their, you know, home turf. Right. And he was coming in and telling, you know, them what to do. Telling he was there exercising authority in their space where they expected that they would be the authorities. Yeah, right. 
What, one other thing that you didn't, you mentioned the police officer, the, the big desk can be a way, but another way I think is seeing how other people respond to someone. Like if, if you, if you see the way others, there, there might not be any of those other uh, visual aids for you, but if you, mm -hmm. if you see people responding to someone like they have authority, you kind of just assume that they do automatically. Yeah. If you didn't and, know, you, you know, yeah. somebody told you, get out, get out, get out. And, right. and everyone else was getting out, you'd say, ah, that person might be on something. I better do what they say. Yeah. 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 And he, I, I love that they're, I love the way they answer the question too. Um, the question that Jesus asks is, tell me what you think about John the Baptist. Did, was he from, from heaven or from man? And I love the way the Bible tells us that they had this discussion between themselves. And if we say this, they'll say this. If we say that, they'll say that. And that, that was just, I felt like my whole life when I was at Followers was trying to figure out how to be right all the time. Like, please people all the time. Um, be right in the most people's eyes, I guess. It was always that thought of, like they say, um, that we fear the people. So I, I have to be careful how I ask questions or answer things because I feared the people, and I didn't want to be... You were afraid of how the people would respond to you asking the wrong question or doing the wrong thing or being in the wrong place or... Talking to the wrong person or whatever. Talking to the wrong person, uh, agreeing with the wrong uh, crowd. Because that was one of my that was one of my questions. See, you're you're going right to their kind of negotiation. Mm -hmm. See, when you have to negotiate, then you have an, some kind of authority problem. Right. Or that's one of the good signals. And when you have this inner dialogue like they're having, that's kind of a signal that maybe you have some kind of issue here. Right. That's one thing. But the other thing that is kind of interesting to me is that you went kind of straight to their conversation uh, when, in effect, it was the, um, the fact that they were trying to, to get out or get away from the authority of Jesus mm -hmm. by asking the question, by having the conversation. They didn't want to admit right. that Jesus had authority over them. Right. And see that there was, so some of that is, so that's kind of half of the conversation. Yeah. You know, if, if, if we say God, he'll say, why didn't you obey? Which right. is, uh, or why didn't you believe him? That is the, you might say the God part of it. Then there's the people part of it. It's a little yeah. bit like the great commandment, really. Well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and yeah. yourself. There are two parts to it. There's two parts here to the way that they're um, trying to work it. And he's, he's trying to, pin them down and make them admit they have no intention of submitting mm. to his authority. Right. Which is really what they're, that's why they ask the question is we don't, you know, we don't need to be under your authority. What are you doing this for? And who told you you could do it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is, I see the difference. And, and for me, when like later on coming to faith and, wanting to submit to, at least part of me, wanting to submit to the authority of Jesus, still feared the people. So it's a little different thing here, but it's, mm -hmm. I still was weighing out 
my answers to everything. Like, well, and again, I, I, you know, and I say this every week, but I don't think that's just a Mark thing, and I don't think right. it's just a, a follower thing. I think it's a pretty human thing. You're confronted with uh, the person who who says he says that the Great Commission, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go make disciples. You you're confronted with the person who has all authority, right? And you're going to have to figure out what am I going to do about that, right? So yeah, you're. I mean, it's very natural to have this conversation. Yeah. So and isn't the challenge of it? I think the challenge of it for me was the same as the challenge of it for them was authority was changing in their lives. They, they were their own authority up to this point. And now if they were to trust in Jesus or, or submit to his, that's a different authority mm-hmm. that they would have to. And I don't think people like for authority to change, really. Well, it, clearly they didn't want that to here. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, well, <laughs> I don't know if it's a change of authority. I mean... Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe, you know, you get a new governor or you get a new principal at the school or something. People yeah. are uncomfortable. I think it's more if the, if the authority changes from me yes. to <laughs> somebody right. else. So, so yeah. there is a change of authority that's an issue, but it's really, yeah. I'm not the one in authority anymore. That is, that is really uncomfortable. Right. And, and that's exactly right. And where I saw those changing was things that I believed to be uh, the authority in my life were the church traditions where I went, the, um, the, the people that were there, uh, the, these rules and guidelines that we were expected to live by. That was the authority. And, and I, I liked that because I could... I could work with those, and ultimately it was still me that was the authority. I could, I could figure out how to work with those. But when you have Jesus and you read in the, in, in the Bible what, what his authority actually is, and then you put your trust in him, you're faced with all these questions of, well, what do you mean? What do you mean you're just saved by grace and you don't have to do good works? Where good works has been on on this side and has been on the authority the existing authority and now i'm basically i'm changing my allegiance is is what it was and people really didn't like that and that was hard to navigate through that was hard to i, I was doing a lot of this thinking like if i say mm-hmm. this then but yeah it, it's it's just hard. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure it's hard. Yeah. And that, and that is the thing. I mean, it's hard. So if you're navigating externally for mm-hmm. other people trying to, to make your way in their minds, that's, that's one thing. It's a hard thing to, 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 to let Jesus call the shots in your life, yeah. whether you're doing that or not. I mean, right. I mean there isn't a person, w- whether they live here or in China, whether they lived in the 1600s or you know, the 100s or today right. that isn't having to come to grips with the authority of Jesus. Yeah. And am I going to submit to it? Am I, you know, and they're having the same internal dialogue. If I say this, that doesn't work. If I say this, doesn't, and so they're having to come to grips with it just the same. Yeah. And so, um, 
that's a yeah, it's an it's a big issue. And I, I I was thinking about though the kind of the history of followers and the way we've talked about him. There mm-hmm. was at one time, uh, Walter had a lot of authority. Yeah, as a as a called man. Yeah, and being you know having a lot of authority is that that's one thing, and that's one thing that's fairly characteristic, I think, of one right church is there is a leader with a high degree of authority. Yeah, and then. Uh, when he passed away and was not replaced, then that that was what I think was kind of the interesting authority question in my mind about what happened at followers when absent Walter's authority. Yeah. And how did they navigate authority? It sounds like, you know, at least by the time it got to you, mm-hmm. sort of peer pressure and people's opinion, you know, people's opinions was the way that, authority was managed right there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think it's it's I think it's peer pressure. It's the tradition that they mm. were yeah. were told and they are they're always almost always pointing back to Walter's authority and and that he put these things in place. So those can't be changed. So if 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 you're saying you want to submit to Jesus and it's something different than what Walter said, they they just don't want to, they don't want to hear about it. I mean, oh, there will yeah. just be direct questions like that that you know when you're asked. Like like I was asked, do you do you believe in assurance of salvation? Basically, was one I remember. A lot. Do you believe in assurance of salvation? And it and that's when I'd have these things like if I say yes, they they're gonna say that's not what we've been taught our whole lives and. But I can't say no because the Bible tells me that because of what Jesus did, I have assurance of salvation by trusting in him. And so it's it's just that all the time. I felt like I felt like making my way out was just every time you're confronted with one of those questions, I'd have to go through this thought process. Like are you Yeah. And so so some of the authority it, it sounds like the the authority that you were running into, if if I could say it that way, mm-hmm. was authority that still kind of plugged in to Walter. Yes. And what you were having to do was sort of unplug and look yeah. around and wonder if it's okay to unplug it. And yeah. then go to the next issue or the next question or whatever. Yeah. And it really all kind of all in one way or the other went back to that. And that's where the traditions came from and that is that yeah. No, works? I think that's I think that's right. As you say that, I I remember having conversations with with my parents uh, who because I was I was raised on Walter said this, and that that's what mm-hmm. I was raised on. Walter said this. They heard him say it, or they were told that he said it. Whatever. And I remember raising my kids and telling my mom and dad, I'm not raising my kids on. Walter said, because I never heard him say anything. He died before I was born. I mean no disrespect, but I never knew the man. I'm not, if, if my kids question me, like, I, I feel like I, you don't have any basis uh, to, to back up what you're telling them if it's this man that I've, that well, I didn't know. Even before you came to faith, then yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't yeah. personally plug into or, right. or or channel Walter's authority in any way you didn't think to your kids. I didn't think I could, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that, the, you know, 
who is the final authority is a main question for yeah. all of us. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's a it's a different answer though if you're trying to plug in as someone else's authority. Yeah. In yeah. that regard. So Yeah. Um because I, w- I was wondering, and some, you know, I, I heard some people even that were um, there say, yeah, I should have questioned it more, questioned mm-hmm. authority more. Somebody else said, I, I kind of just wanted somebody else to be an authority, and I went along with it, and it sure. was fine. And um, I think there's a variety of ways to respond to that authority, but ultimately, when it comes here in conflict with what Jesus said, I mean, and, that, and that's why they ask the question. That right. they, they recognize that their own personal authority, their own body of, you know, belief or their, their ecclesiastical body there, yeah. their, their church uh, leadership, their elders and priests had run uh, contrary to Jesus. And so somebody's going to have to come down and decide, yeah, w- which authority do I come to? So Yeah, and... And people were starting to follow him instead of them. I hate it when that happens. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and well, I hate it when it happens. I, I, I am happy when people follow Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Whether they think about me or not, it's a different question. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that, that is, uh, looking at it from the other side, though, I know, like from my parents, my, from my mom's side now, it's... She would say that it's because that I didn't stay plugged in to what Walter said, that I, that I am where I am now, that I've, you know, she would use, well, fallen away from the followers and is the term that would be used. Right, so. but you would probably say the same thing. It's because you didn't plug in, stay plugged into what Walter Absol- said, yeah. that you're where you are. Yeah. And yeah. that you have, you know, you know, you've been saved by grace and have assurance and the things yeah. because you didn't stay plugged in. So right. she's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's right, as always, right? Mom's yeah, always it right. is. It, it's, we, we agree on so many things. It's just yeah. that she looks at it as a negative thing where I look at it as a positive thing. Yeah, there and, you go. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, we, we've talked about where there are not good places to, to plug into for someone else's authority, but uh, Jesus tells us in many places in the Bible uh it's a good thing that he has the authority that he has. And well, I think, I think it's worth, I think I'm glad you brought that up. I think it's worth talking about because I have, um, I'll just say my, if, if I have a default setting mm-hmm. on my authority meter, it's distrust. And it's like, I don't want somebody else to make a decision for me because I know better. I don't right. want somebody else to make to have authority in me because they'll misuse that authority, mm-hmm. or I, I should at least be on my guard that they'll that they'll misuse it. Right. And you know, in 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 some respects, I'll just say I'm right. Yeah. Uh, about that. I mean, yeah. I there have been we all know of misuses of authority, religious authority, yeah. of uh, political authority, all the kinds. Yeah. And so, and we tell those, ourselves those stories over and over. So we're extra right. on guard. And in some respect, we're right to be that way. Yeah. Um, and then we ask the question, can I trust Jesus authority? Right. And we begin from a place of suspicion like that. We begin from a place yeah. where Jesus' authority appears to be the same as all the other authorities, except more extreme, because he has all authority in heaven and earth. 
Yeah. And uh, John 17, I think, says that God gave him authority over every person. And it's like, okay, but what if, I mean, that's absolute authority and that can be misused. Absolutely. So again, I just, I'm very slow mm-hmm. to give in to, to someone else's authority. And the more they have, the more slow I am. Yeah. And so what you just said, all that to say, let me, well, let me, add, but to, when you say that, is that, is that more of a commentary on what how people have used authority in general, or are you, are you making a commentary on maybe somewhere where you need to work on on the way you respond to authority? Oh, um, well, both. Okay, both. I, so first of all, I, I need to own that's my own thing. Yeah, I grew. You know, I'm I'm like question authority. That's right. I was little when that was like the main thing people said in the seventies or whatever. Okay. But I, I grew up with it. Okay. Authority. Okay. So that's my thing. I mean, that's an issue for me. However, what, because that's an issue for me, I do collect, uh, stories or, you know, anecdotes that this was misused. So I was right. This is misused. So I was right. Look at me. I'm, I'm right again there. I shouldn't, I shouldn't submit. Right. <laughs> so, so it's both really. Right. Um, and I, I, I think it's important though to, to not, to distinguish between the authority of Jesus and other authorities and the way yeah. Jesus uses his authority and the way others use their authority. Yeah. Cause for me th- that, the, the, the good news of the gospel is embedded in this question about authority. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he says, after Jesus says that he's um, the good shepherd, yeah. uh, he, uh, he says, um, no one, uh, for this reason, Father loves me. I lay down my life that I may take it up again. He lays his life down for the sheep. Mm-hmm. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. Mm-hmm. And how Jesus uses his authority, and it's absolutely beautiful, is to use his authority to lay his life down so that you might belong to him. You might be uh, his sheep so that he might express his love to you. That's what he does. John John 1.12, which is the beginning of John, just says, to as many as believe him, to those, or to as many as receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right, or same word as authority. He gave the authority mm-hmm. uh, to be children of God. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what he does with his authority is he extends it to you and invites you to be part of his family. Yeah. And rather than using it against you or for his own good, he lays his life down. It's the opposite of that. Yeah. So that you might, so that he might do good to you. And I mean, it really is an absolutely beautiful thing to, to think about. And it's so contrary to, um, the way other people use their authority. See, that's part of the beauty of, uh, the way Jesus was in the world, the way he is for the eternal, his eternal kingdom that he's establishing is that he, you know, he exercises authority uh, in a, again, in an upside down way from the way that everybody else does. 
Yeah. Um, the rulers of your, uh, what does he tell James and John when they went the best seats in the house? Right. He says that your uh, rulers lorded over yeah. uh, people. He said, that's not so. That's yeah. not so in my kingdom. The greatest among you must be the servant. So he turns it upside down. Yeah. And then I mentioned earlier, John 17, where um, he, he's praying and he says, since you have given him, namely Jesus, you have given the son authority over all flesh. And you're thinking, oh, here we go again. Jesus is saying, yeah. I have all authority. I mean, listen to what he says about it. You've given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given to him. The, what he does with his authority is he he's generous with it and he gives a, he gives eternal life, yeah. uh, and and this is eternal life. He goes on to say that they may know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And so the the beauty of Jesus' authority is that he uses it uh, to make you God's child, to give you eternal life. He lays his life down so that you could have life. Yeah, and. Uh, I guess my thought is, I mean, I just want to like whack my forehead and say, why wouldn't I submit to authority like that? Right. right. Why do I, why do I have such this, what's such a guard up? Well, I have such a guard up because I've never seen it used like this before. Only right. Jesus does this. Yeah. And, and I asked you earlier, is this a commentary on the way people in general use authority or the way you respond to it? Cause I, I respond in a very similar way, but that's since that part is since the part of the way people misuse their authority is out when it comes to Jesus. Mm. All we're left with now is how we respond to authority. Then, right? Is it, 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 are we going to have this dialogue those guys had in that thing? Right. If I say this, well, because yeah. I mean, as soon as you ask that question, Jesus, it, you know, gives you some, you know, b- believe on me for right. eternal life or whatever, and you say, once I do that, then. It's no longer about my works or you can, yeah. but as soon as you say, as soon as I do that, then I, you're kind of building this thought pattern the same way you would with other people's authority, even though Jesus yeah. uses it completely differently. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, one example that pops up to me is the great commission where Jesus says all authority again, all authority mm-hmm. and has been given to me now go f- and make disciples. Right. And I was quick to say, He's not talking to me. He's he's talking to just them. That's for that's for called special called men to do that. And so I would just not submit to that authority. I would just make up my own excuse that he's only talking to them. That doesn't apply to me. And all I was doing was not submitting to the authority that was given to Jesus. And so it the that temptation is still there to want to to want to be your own authority is, well, and, I, and I think I think the conversation that you started out with with those guys yeah. asking, well, if I do this, then that; if I do this, then that," yeah, there is that conversation is always there. Yeah, and you know, some of what we have to do is to is to remind ourselves again of the gospel of the good news that Jesus uses His authority by lay, to lay His life down, not to make mine miserable. He lays yeah. His life down that I might have life, and. Yeah, when I go back that far to what Jesus yeah. is using authority for, then yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. I'm in, I'm in, count me in. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, 
we would sing uh, this, and I think we've talked about it on here before, but we we would sing Trust and Obey. And I think that is probably the most relevant hymn that we would sing about submitting to the authority of Jesus. But um, first verse says, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. The chorus is trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Can I just stop you there? Yeah. No other way to be happy in Jesus, right? right? No other way to be happy. I promise you that these guys who are having this little huddle talking about, well, if we say this, then you know he'll say this. And if we say this, then they'll say this. That's not a happy place to be. The no. negotiations are not a happy place to be. No, so, it's not. Anyway, you can continue, <laughs> but I just it just struck me that that the the hope of happiness is way different if yes. you submit to Jesus who lays yes. his life down for you than it is if you try and negotiate with him. Yes, no, that's great. So continue singing for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there are five verses to this, so I'm just going to do the first and the last. But okay. uh, the, the fifth verse says, Then in fellowship sweet we will sit at his feet or we'll walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do, where he sends we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. So I, I, it's, it strikes me every time I would make comments like, oh, that part of what Jesus is saying doesn't apply to me. And then I would sing what he says I will do, where he sends I will go. <laughs> and and uh, never fear, only trust and obey. But uh, yeah, it is, that is the, the hope that I have is that, that people will find true happiness in right. trusting and obeying Jesus. And I think it's, I think it, I, I appreciate that you recognize that in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, that I would, I would hear it. I would do this. And then I'd sing what, yeah. he, sends I, what he says I will do. And you yeah. realize, okay, that's, and I, because I think there are a lot of us who, who don't recognize that mm. we're not doing what he said to do. Right. And we're, we're somehow having these negotiations and we're not, we haven't been interrupted like you were interrupted to, in your, in the whole thought process to say, okay, that's, that's not this. I need to, right. I need to submit to Jesus. So I'm glad that you can see it and yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate you admitting to it. And I would admit the same thing. So. All right. Well, thanks for talking about authority again with me. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's all I can do to talk about it you know, a couple times, but I'm happy to. All right. Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.